Welcome to the Hell Yes or Hell No podcast. It's the podcast designed to help you use your imagination and start your own conversations. We're your hosts, Sue and Mike, with an occasional guest for special episodes. Each week, we'll dive into various topics and scenarios like, would you move to another country? Or do you think Trump is going to jail? So join us every Friday and find out if it's a hell yes or a hell no. You can subscribe to our podcast for free on your favorite platform, and you can also join us on any social media channel. So until then, let's talk about it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Hell Yes or Hell No podcast. It's the podcast designed to get you talking. This is episode number 49. But before we get started, just a little reminder to please subscribe for free on your favorite platform. And even better, leave us a great review or hit that five star button. It takes less than a minute and you will help the podcast grow and reach more people like yourself. Also, you can join us on any social media channel and let us know there if today's episode will be a hell yes or a hell no for you. So stay tuned at the end and we'll give you all of the details. All right, let's talk about it. Hi, everyone. Happy Friday and welcome to episode number 49. This is Sue and I usually have Mike here with me, but today I have a special guest filling in. Uh, It's Music Michaela. How has your week been? Tiring. Very tiring. Why so? I hate working. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone hates working. You're not wrong. Yeah. Oh, to be rich and do whatever you want and travel wherever you want and do whatever you want. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Got to start playing the lottery or something like that. So today's topic is the reason why uh, we have a special guest. Um, It's going to be a little bit different from some of the other topics that we've had, except to say we have had some uh, artist or music um, podcasts. If you go look at our, um, if you go look at our catalog, we have a few where we talk about Prince. Uh, We had a Prince versus Michael Jackson one, I believe. But uh, today's is uh, a little bit different, and I'm just going to go ahead and uh, get the question out there. So today's topic is, is K-pop the next big thing? Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me some reasons why. Um, I think it's already obvious that we're, um, we're reaching a point where K-pop is becoming very mainstream. I think most people have heard who BTS is at this point. Yes. And it's probably won't be much longer until we're hearing about more groups. And I mean, I've heard groups uh outside of BTS like playing on the radio, going to Walmart, walking around Walmart, I've heard Monster X playing. Oh so, my, really? I've never heard it. But then again, <laughs> I may have heard it and not known what it was, right? Yeah. I got you. I got you. And I do know who BTS is. I think I think they're probably the most globally known yeah uh k-pop band um but as we get into this i would probably challenge that a little bit to to, in terms of it is i think becoming more popular Mm -hmm. um and some of the success that some of the other groups that are emerging um you know playing at coachella and things like that and showing up in commercials and acting in HBO uh, series and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's definitely on the rise. I wonder if people would say um, 
it's not the next big thing. It's already the next big thing. Yeah, I would agree. I think at this point in this, like the year 2023, K-pop is definitely the big thing right now. I think so, too. I think it's gaining some momentum this year. It kind of started, I think, maybe last year from stuff that I've seen. And then it's just like kind of snowballed. But there's so much stuff to talk about. I, I, I don't even know where to start at. So let me start here. Uh, my answer, too, is a hell yes. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I became a K-pop fan this year. And back in March, I happened to come across um, a TikTok video. Um, and it was somebody reacting to a band member. And that band member, is was I, I, that was it. After that, I went to YouTube, I went to search everything, and that was it. And for those of you that are wondering who it is, it was a video clip of a reaction to a band member named Felix, who is part of the Stray Kids, which is a K-pop group based out of Korea. Um, The Stray Kids have eight members, um, two of which are actually Australian, um, but they are Korean natives, and uh, that was it. Maybe not natives. Korean ethnicity. I'm sorry. They don't live. They Well, they do. They're natives now. They do live in Korea now. But um, after that, it was it was just downhill for me or uphill, however you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, um, I don't know if you know uh, uh, much about the history of K-pop. Do you know what K-pop stands for? Korean pop. Yeah, that, that would be a very, very good guess. But technically... It is when you, I guess, whenever you read it in Korean with the characters, it's Korean popular music. Mm. Yeah. So, and it originates out of South Korea, to be clear to everybody. Um, And they have a lot of genres. Um, They do, obviously, they do rap, they do pop, they do hip hop, they do R&B, they do rock, jazz, reggae, etc. There's a lot of different things. And a lot of the bands actually try to tie in some of the classical Korean music. Um, when they're creating their albums as well. But it's actually been around for a long time. Yeah. That that phrase K-pop became um, popular in 2000. Mm-hmm. And it's 2023 now. So it's taken on uh, some... It, it's taken on a lot of popularity uh, here lately. So... But I don't know any older um, older bands beyond BTS. I think... I think I think I may have heard of one or two, uh, like shiny. Is it shiny? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but anyhow, um, the K-pop culture actually began in ni- in the nineteen nineties, um, and it says it was emerged from a hip hop boy band called uh, Seo Taiji and Boys. I don't know who they are at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know who they are at all. But it looks like um, there were two groups that actually kind of broke out and became more popular outside of Korea, um, first in Japan and then um, going around the world. And it was two groups called, one group was called TVXQ. I've heard of them. They've yeah. got some good music. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is BOA. Oh, that's one person, BOA. I think that's oh, one singular it? artist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm just learning stuff, so... Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know very much about it, but um, back in I don't know maybe like 2018, from what I read, that's when it really started to explode. 
Yeah, I became a fan of K-pop uh, in 2019. I think I spent a whole summer with one of my friends who was already a fan, mm-hmm. just exploring the music with her. Right. And um, at some point, I started exploring things on my own, and I am where I am now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about where you are right now to give an idea of that. But that during that 2018 period, um, from the research that I was doing, it it went it it like expanded 25 percent, and then from there it just like exploded. Yeah. That's when BTS and Blackpink um, were really just starting to emerge, mm-hmm. and it just went crazy from there. The music, it's the 2018 K-pop music is so good. Yeah. I'm listening to a little bit of it. I'm I I don't uh the word I guess is stan. I don't stan BTS, but I do like I do like some of their songs. I do like some of their individual efforts as well. Yeah. So they're not my favorite, but I definitely enjoy what they do. Yeah. So and I can appreciate where they've brought K pop as a as a group. Yeah. Yes. That that's often that's that's one of the things I have on my list to talk about, which is fandoms. Mm. But um for those of you that are not familiar, again, K-pop is a style of music that originates out of South Korea, and they actually have music companies that churn out uh, these groups. Both they they call them uh, boy groups and girl groups, basically BB uh, BGs and GGs. I think is what they describe it as. But, anyways, it, it is it is a whole business plan. It is a whole business plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you an example using Stray Kids. So Stray Kids has eight members, and all K-pop bands have a leader. So mm-hmm. the the person that kind of leads and takes charge of all of the other band members. And for Stray Kids, their leader is Bang Chan, or Christopher. Again, he grew up in Australia. But he left Australia when he was 15 years old and moved to Korea by himself I know of artists who have moved uh, and started training like far younger than that. I've read that too. Yeah. Mark of that. NCT, I think he started training when he was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, and just to give context to the listeners, I know this kind of it probably sounds crazy to you that they left somewhere at a at a young age and went to training. So these companies that um, that put the boy bands and the girl bands out, they actually have like their, of course they have an office building, but they also own like studios within those buildings. And then they start to recruit uh, the band members to put bands together. And then they actually come there and start quote unquote working. They have to learn how to dance. They have to learn how to sing. They have to learn how to rap. They have to act certain ways. We'll talk about that too, but, um, and then they live in dorms together. Or eventually, if you become famous enough, they live in houses together. Um, but they, they always continue to stay together as members. But there are, some, there are some stipulations where things happen differently. But typically, when boy bands are starting out, they all live together. And it's designed to get them to uh, perform cohesively. So they they work or or they practice very very long hours. Um, they film everything, and eventually that stuff becomes available to the fans to see some you know behind the scenes stuff. Um, to me, and I've mentioned this before, there's always like a theme that all the bands do. Like for example, they all go on certain shows. 
Um, they, they all do whispering games or whatever the case may be. It's like a, it's like a well oiled machine, how they put all of these groups together. There's been some controversy here lately though. Um, where some of the members of different bands are saying they're being mistreated, they're not being paid, which I could see that happening. I could see that happening. But there's a lot that goes into it. And then once they decide who the final members are and they've pretty much practiced their butt off, they do what's called a debut. And the band debuts, and there's a lot of riffraff around it in Korea. Um and then they try to expand their fan base outside of Korea. And Japan is a very, uh, very close neighbor that really supports K-pop. And so almost all of the bands that emerge and become popular go touring in Japan first. And that's the first place they go. So, so tell me a little bit about your journey. Okay. So... One summer after my college semester was over, um, I reached out to a friend who was also home from college. We didn't go to the same school. Mm-hmm. And we hung out. And she told me, she's like, oh, I need to go home. This group I like is going to release a song. And I was like, why don't we just watch it here? Like, I don't know what it is. So she put the song on. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then I asked her more questions about it. And then eventually... Uh, We got to, like, one song that I could not get out of my head. I took her home, and then I was driving back, and I was like, what is that song? I have to listen to it right now. (laughs) And so I put it on the car, and I played it, like, three times in a row, and then I just um, kept kept going. We kept hanging out that summer, and we kept watching videos, and then I would learn the members' names, and I would learn her favorite songs, and then I would go find my own favorite songs. And then after we separated uh, to go back for the fall semester, I just, like, would figure things out on my own. I was watching videos on YouTube myself. Um, I got excited for my first comeback. Um, no, we, we, wait, you got to explain what a comeback is. Okay, so <laughs> basically um, a comeback is when the artists are preparing another album, uh, whether that be a full-length album, which is usually, like, 10 to 12 songs or more. Or a mini album, which is about, it could be anywhere between five to eight songs. Um, They'll start teasing uh, the music that they're coming out with. And they'll start teasing what the album will look like. So every K-pop album comes with something called a photo book and photo cards. And so they'll start teasing what pictures are going to be in the photo book, what the concept of the comeback is. Um, And the concepts range from any and everything if you can think of it they've probably done something real similar to it or some group has um but so they're teasing pictures they're dropping music video teasers uh they're doing more content they're usually more active during this time they'll be going on variety shows and uh just be more active doing their little challenges uh Sue spoke up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the part that's the part i actually watch a lot of those videos because it that that to me is what's different about K-pop than what we're used to seeing with our artists here in the U.S. And it's all of this this behind the scenes where you actually get to see the personality of the team members. Um, so I'll give you an example. One of the shows for this latest comeback for the Stray Kids, they did um, they did an amusement park challenge. 
So they went on a show and they rode roller coasters and stuff like that. They went to haunted houses and things. And it was just fun to watch them enjoying all of that. Um, one of the other things they do a lot is they show the members cooking for the other members and then having dinner and conversation and, and things like that. And then they also do what's called like personal vlogs or something of that nature where just one of the member goes live either on YouTube or something and they just kind of hang out with that uh, that one idol. That's Oh, I forgot to mention that. They're also called idols. Oh, yes. But... So, what was the song? What was the song? Oh, it was You Calling My Name by GOT7. Oh, I know that song. Love that song. <laughs> and then not too long after that, EXO had a comeback. They had Obsession. And then I'm pretty sure BTS had a comeback around that same time as well. Mm-hmm. So I was more of a, I, I, uh, I was following a lot more groups than I think I follow less now. And not the same ones that I used to then. But uh, yeah, so I, I started exploring more groups, learning more people. Um, I've been to four concerts at this point now, and I plan to go to at least two more this year. <laughs> um, hopefully, maybe more, depending on who comes around. Um, yeah, there's been like more and more and more concerts yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, and it's amazing. I went to my first one, and I, I didn't think I would be a concert person, but their energy, the way they're able to this like keep you entertained the entire time. They're not just walking around the stage and singing. There's, you know, they're performing, they're, they're performing and it's amazing to see them doing the dances and then the background dancers and then everybody's just the atmosphere at a K-pop concert, I think is so much different than the atmosphere, like any other type. I haven't been to any other type of concert, but like based on what I've seen on social media and such, mm-hmm. it, it seems like it's just more a community at concerts, but I am also aware that the fans aren't always the best people. Yeah, so. there some. So, just to give the listeners a little bit of background, it's mostly good. Trust me, the fans are great. They enjoy each other. They support each other. But there's a smaller core unit of of fans that do not like other fans or other bands. So, for example, if I if I if my favorite group was BTS. And by the way, listeners, all groups have a nickname for their fans. Uh, and for BTS, it's ARMY. Mm-hmm. They call their fans the ARMY. And for Stray Kids, they call their fans Stays. Uh, for ATs fans, they call them ATs and so on and so forth. But anyhow, <clears throat> there's a lot of war between fans of groups, and they really go crazy they like threaten members and they do weird stuff and it's it's that part of it i don't do and i don't follow because i think it's ridiculous and i also think it's much younger people doing that maybe maybe i think you'll be surprised at who's doing it it's just i and there there and there is this whole thing about the about korean fans versus fans anywhere else in the world Oh, yeah. International fans and Korean fans are definitely very different. But that has a lot to do with the culture around being Korean versus international yeah. fans. Like a, a concert in Korea would be a lot different than a concert here in the U.S. Just because of how U.S. fans act at concerts versus how Korean fans act at concerts. Yes. And I've also seen <laughs> I've also seen the difference when um, when a boy band goes to Japan 
And I think I've even I've even pointed that out to you in a video before. And I'm like, nobody's standing up and cheering. They're just all quiet and politely yeah. watching them go nuts on the stage. It's, <laughs> it's so it's funny. Crazy how like different it is. It is there. I mean, they're just sitting there enjoying the music and being polite. No one's screaming. No one's talking. And then you've got ATs on the stage who are just going crazy. It just looks so funny. It looks really funny. But um, you had mentioned um, you had mentioned something else in the comeback that I wanted to mention as well. Um, so they, photo cards, yes, 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 oh. the photo cards. Goodness, I have never. Let's okay. This isn't a true statement, but <laughs> why are you going to say it? Well, because <laughs> you know, opening an album brings me a joy that I don't think I can replicate in any other part of my life, unless I'm opening another album. <laughs> There's, I just can't, I, I don't know. It makes me incredibly happy to be able to open up an album of a group that I like and then see these pictures of them. And then every album comes with a photo card or more, one or more photo cards. And essentially, it's just like a selfie that the idol took. And then they print them on a card about the size of a business card. Yeah. And they just put them on the album randomly. So you not, you don't know who you're going to get when you buy the album. And it's just, I love the the randomness of it all. I enjoy those like blind boxes and like opening things and not knowing what I'm going to get. So I actually think it makes a whole lot of sense, right? In terms of if everybody knew what was in a box, Mm -hmm. then people would be buying a certain box. Yeah. But when you randomly place those things in there, it builds your excitement to open the box and flip the card Mm -hmm. over because you're like, oh my gosh, am I going to get the one I want? Yeah. And even if you don't get the one you want, you're like, oh, and then you're like, maybe I'll buy another album. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a trap because I've, I, some come back for, uh, one of my favorite groups is NCT and they had their two baddies come back, and I think I own about six two baddies albums because I was so determined to get the one that I the the member I like the most. And if you are around K pop culture, your favorite member is called your bias. So I just really wanted my bias, and so <laughs> I bought more than I should have until I got him, and then I finally did. And the joy that I felt, uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> See, do you look at the card every day? <laughs> I actually don't. I think I think about that a lot. How I've bought these albums and then I don't look at them as much as I like should. I have about like 25 to 30. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I finally put my uh, photo cards in a little book so I can flip through it every once in a while. That's good. That's good. So for me, my first comeback was the Stray Kids. And I am not going to mention the albums that I bought. Um, but... To your point, when you open them and you see and you didn't get what you want, then you happen to be in the store and you're like, oh, let me just let me just yeah, get that's that. Exactly what happened. I was like, maybe if I, this will be the one. This will be the one. And then you're standing in the store like manifesting, manifesting yeah. and pick it. But yeah, it's been a pretty wild journey for me um, the last few months uh, learning everything. And it's been all positive for me because it's just been about having fun for me yeah. and not paying attention and yeah. just watching the videos, enjoying the content. The music is good. I don't care what anybody says. You can find the genre of music that you like in any given pop group. Mm -hmm. Um, The the two groups that I like, uh, or Stan, the the two groups that I like are Stray Kids and ATs. And they're known as kind of like a noisy, rapping, singing group. Um, And I would also say that ATs is like the visual 
That's all I'm going to say about that. And I keep going. And today, by the way, today happens to be, uh, by the time this airs, it won't be today, obviously, but, um, oh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yes, it it will. will. Today, today (laughs) is A-Tease's comeback. So there, um, Michaela had mentioned that they have these themes and and things of that nature. So for the um, A-Tease comeback, it's, the theme is Outlaw. And it's, it's actually really good. The album is called Bouncy. I was kind of, I was like, when I first heard the album was named Bouncy, I was like, what? <laughs> but the video, the video teasers have come out and they, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna have a good comeback. Yeah. They're gonna have a good comeback. Um, so there was one other thing I wanted to talk about, which I, which was weird for me when I first learned about it. So, uh, I did not know in South Korea that, um, you're required to serve in the military. Mm-hmm. Every, well, yes, every male citizen has to serve mm-hmm. in the military for what period of time? I don't know. Uh, it's about but, 18 months. About yeah. 18 months or two years, I think. So, uh, when I first started reading about stuff and seeing things, uh, it was the first person I saw and read about was somebody in BTS. Is it Jin? I th- it, probably so because it showed the showed him getting his hair shaved mm, off and, and I mean a couple I think two members have gone out Jen and yeah. uh, J Hope have gone to them but J Hope is back I think but anyways I thought I saw he was back someone one of them is back maybe for a minute but they they they're what? still under their contract I believe but I don't know oh but anyways that that was a part that I was not aware of that members have to actually leave the group and take what's called a hiatus mm-hmm. to go do their military service. Yeah, one of my, uh, I'm a fan of EXO, and they're going through their little military bout right now, um, and Kai had to go recently, which was very sad. It was. I saw, well, he, the was, situation he was crying. of why he had to go was sad, but it's inevitable if they're a Korean-born male, they're going to have to go to the military at some point, and you just got to tough it out. I already done it for a couple of EXO members now. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Well, as long as you got other members, you can still do stuff. Because BTS is doing like individual stuff right now. Yeah, and EXO um, have have just had comebacks with members missing. Uh, the Obsession comeback, for example, is missing about three people. So I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen with the groups I like. They'll just do comeback without without them. Wow. Yeah, they will. They oh, will. Monsex also they've done uh, like. A bunch of they did a whole uh, tour without one of their members. So yeah, I also find it. I also find it fascinating to learn about the culture through K-pop, mm-hmm. right? So learning about the food, learning some of the language, um, learning how they have uh, a respect type culture. So they have uh, within their culture what's called the hyung. So if you're if you're a man, it's called the hyung. I don't know what the girl one is called. I forget, but. So if you are young, that means everybody else is younger than you. And the people that are younger than you have to respect the fact that you are the elder. And then within every group, the youngest member is called the Makne. And that they get treated very, very well by all the other members because they are, in fact, the youngest. And then um, in the Korean culture, they do a lot of bowing. Same thing in Japan as a sign of respect for your elders. Um, There was a recent controversy about that. Um, a few other things, um, about, about, uh, K-pop groups that I found oddly interesting. And I say it that way, cause I don't want to sound negative, but 
many of the groups, when they first start, it is so crystal clear that they are being controlled in a certain way. They can't cuss. They can't drink. They're not seen with girls. It's very clean, and they don't allow, like, the image to be tarnished, which I which I kind of find really strange, but I can see why they do it. Yeah, I I think they still do it with artists now. I think some of them just don't are starting to not care the order they get, like um, like BTS. BTS. Well, <laughs> that's pretty new. I'm I'm surprised they came out with that. But EXO, Baekhyun dated some people. Kai dated the girl that V's dating right now, among other people. So it's just. Um, Oh, and then there's an EXO member who's married and has kids, but the fans wanted him kicked out of the group for that in Korea, which is ridiculous. <laughs> At some point, I think the problem, it lies within parasocial relationships, and that could be a whole topic on its own. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to have to jot that down. Yeah. So it it's interesting, the culture um, surrounding it, and it's starting, it's, I think it's not dissimilar. I don't know if that's the right word to say there, but mm-hmm. I don't think, Stan culture is much different than people who are fans of sports. <laughs> what? Because um, it's, I think it's essentially the same thing. You're a fan of a sports team. You buy all their merch. Yeah. You go to the games. You're rooting for this person. You're upset when they mess up. Yeah. It, I don't think it's uh, that much similar. I just think the stigma around it is because it's mostly female fans. Ah, uh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. And and to be real, there there have been boy bands here, and I really don't follow American music like that anymore. But I mean, I think about One Direction. I, I loved One Direction. Yeah, <laughs> and it, and it was like that for them too. I mean, people were going crazy for their merchandise. They were, you know, buying stuff and posters and and you name it but it kind of slowed down to me in the u.s but i might be wrong so you guys can correct me if i'm wrong i don't see very many boy bands i think boy bands in the u.s were big in like the 90s yes like nsync and backstreet boys and then i think the that trend carried over to korea and they've kept up with it i know like there's a lot of american influence like specifically like black people's influence in k-pop yeah and i think it's just, they've just taken what we has started and kind of made it better. Mm. Well, the band, the group part of it, I think. Right. That's that's also a controversy, too, that I see sometimes that they feel like the K-pop culture has stolen from other cultures. Oh, it certainly has. But it has. But anyhow, we could probably talk about this for another hour, but... <laughs> I think that's a good start. Um, So, guys, that is our show for today. Make sure you share this episode with your friends, your family, and your coworkers. If you know any K-pop, any K-pop fans, let them listen to it. See what they say. If you have a topic idea, please email us at hellyesorhellno at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your ideas. We've uh, recorded several shows from suggestions from our listeners. Make sure you come back every Friday by subscribing for free. Also, you can let us know if today's topic is a hell yes or a hell no for you by following us on any social media channel. Do you think K-pop is the next big thing? We are on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. We want to hear from you. So until then, let's talk about it.